0: beer friends, and welcome to Season 9, Episode 17 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the Dog Whisperer, and my favorite Florida man from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I am
1: um, still a little buzzed. Um, <laughs> I saw you were doing a little pre-funking the yeah I, was, I had a little uh pre funking going on over at gasparilla I, we needed dinner and oh uh, you know tina and aria were out and i i went okay i i don't feel like cooking pizza let's have pizza oh yeah you can't well, say do you no go to for pizza? pizza gasparilla I, I, I go to gasparilla and uh chance over at gasparilla not only did he take great care of me when i told you. him i was going to talk crap about him <laughs> when we got on live and he said that he was going to uh uh you know stream it on his laptop oh uh in the bar and which was sitting behind the bar uh i said you should stream it to a tv and i went and he goes uh can't (laughs) can't." well okay so maybe one day we'll figure out a way to either go live from there or stream it onto a tv or something i don't know okay we'll we'll see well
0: welcome chance hope you enjoy
1: I'm great, doing great today. We're getting moved into the house. The picture I showed the video I showed you just you know, you know, when when you move into a house, you you know, you just oh behind your crap everywhere. Oh boy. But like I said, thank God for green screens because <laughs> you no one could tell. So yeah, it's that, it's it's magic. It is. It's magic. There's just beer behind me now and not a bunch of random crap over in the corner. So okay. um I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing
0: good. I am. Uh, I'm waiting to crack open some beers here in a few minutes. Always enjoy chatting with you. We had some good pre pre game chat with our with our live listeners. Thank you guys for joining us. We always love having interaction with all of our great listeners who watch us on Facebook Live as we record. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying our last. Blind tasting beer provided by our buddy Jeff Seiler. Uh, he says it should be one and we should be able to knock out of the park and get it pretty easy. So I'm hoping we can do that. Um, but you know what? Uh, I'm getting thirsty. But before we get to that beer, I just want to let anyone new listening to the show know what Tap the Pat- <laughs> tap the Craft Podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast focused around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listener, along in your craft beer journey and adventures. And you are listening to episode 225, recording on Monday, March 6, 2023. And yes, we are live on Facebook. So if you want to join us during our recording session sometime, you can do that easily by just hitting that link when it pops up in your Facebook feed and uh, joining us and uh, we love to interact with with you and uh, we can answer your questions live on air and this episode we will be discussing whether or not beer festivals are still relevant and what needs to change to keep people going to them and keeping them from shutting down and this like is
2: a. I-
1: This is a phenomenal topic to be on because (laughs) it just reminded me. Kyle Marrero from Marker 48 just hopped on and said, cheers, you two. Danny." it's currently Tampa Bay Beer Week.
0: Oh, damn. And you guys are... Is is, is it start right now or is it start later in the
1: week? It started... Yesterday? Wait, what's today? Monday. Today's Monday. There was a bunch of stuff (laughs) happening yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And then usually... You know, back in the day, you know, the big thing that we always looked forward to was Hunapu Day, yes, which would have been this coming Saturday, which it still is. It's just not a big <laughs> festival, but apparently in 2024, that's coming back. So,
0: oh, it's not. We shall see. Oh, I thought it, you said it was coming. Oh, so it's not coming back till next year. Correct. Yeah. Oh, so I misunderstood it, the, what you said last or I thought you so there, you, there you there made a be comment before. The
1: yeah. This oh. is be, uh, it started Friday. Thank you, Kyle. Um, so i'm surprised you're on here man at least sober um but it's it uh they release their honopu at the end of every beer week Mm -hmm. but usually they did the release and and the the big festival all in kind of one big old party and uh that picture that i sent out the other day Mm -hmm. was saying hey the fest is coming back next year okay that's pretty awesome so, okay, now I
0: understand. That. Now I understand. Well, enjoy Tampa, Tampa Craft Beer Week. I always love. Uh, I love when we have Idaho Craft Beer Month, which is coming up in April. Yeah, I always enjoy that. Uh, a lot of activities going on. But hey, let's get back to a. Uh, we're going to do our final blind tasting. I I got sidetracked on conversation. Uh, but our final blind tasting. With the fourth beer provided by Jeff Seiler, we also have a Minnesota beer tasting provided by our buddy Eric Grinley and a Wisconsin beer tasting from our buddy Bill Schlemmer, as well as what you've already captured or got an idea of what we do. We have great beer conversation as well. So Chris, let's go ahead and
1: start this blind tasting. You already you're ready. I did. I'm ready to go. Um, and you know what? It's not washing out the colors this this time. Oh yeah. We got
0: a little frostiest no man action here. Yeah. No words for me to mess up. I was just going to say the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it it is number 4. We are on the last four, yeah. last one. Okay, Chris. Let's pop this thing open. Oh. Okay. Oh, it's it's, ooh, it's dark.
2: dark. Ooh. ooh, that so nice. smells
1: very good. Oh my goodness. Good thing I grabbed the uh oh. Good thing I grabbed the old snifter for this one. I wasn't expecting a dark beer, but you know what? We had every
0: other kind of beer. Why not finish off with a dark beer? I'm pouring nice and slowly so I don't, uh, but nice head on there. See, I didn't overdo the head. Okay. So looking at this fourth beer, uh, very dark brown with a, uh, like a, a mocha cappuccino head a little little dark yeah uh yeah one one finger yeah one and a half finger I mean, just head depends on, on how hard you pour it yeah uh coarse and fine bubbles looks creamy sticking mm-hmm. around for a little bit uh the beer is completely opaque like i said a dark dark brown yeah, I, it I looks black but i can see brown through this yeah
1: you know the downside to these blind tastings is I ran into the, I ran into it right now and especially last uh, last time is that I get a beer in my head and mm-hmm. it sticks and then I can't think of anything. Yeah, else. I know.
0: I, I had a beer in my head too. So what's your beer in the
1: head? Dragon's milk.
0: So my beer from New Holland. So my beer that stuck in my head was Old Rasputin.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: But this one smells. We'll do some aromas here. This one kind of smells like it might have a little b- barrel on it. Little
1: barrel on it. That's that's what uh, what got me was yeah. And no rest doesn't
0: have barrel. I don't think it does. Of course, I'm going to blow this. You so, know what? Jeff said
1: it's set a us Russian, it's a Russian the... imperial stout, and you're right. He, <laughs> he's gotten he's in our head already. You guys will be totally fine. You'll totally <laughs> nail this one. And uh, well, back just going. Yeah. I'll have to wait till I get this taste because, uh,
0: I i mean, I've already, this winter, I've probably drank at least eight of these uh, Old Rasputin's, if it is Old Rasputin's. So I should be able to tell
1: right off the bat. But I don't remember Old Rasputin having any barrel character. But... It does not. It's just a Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. I mean, you can get barrel age. All right, let's do this. Right. You can get barrel age ones. Or well, is it still cold? Still too cold.
2: Oh. There's some
1: vanilla at the end or something. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's Eric chocolate. Eric Ronley says I don't think it's old Rasputin. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think it's old
2: Rasputin either. Okay, so there is some vanilla and chocolate. It's dark chocolate.
0: Nice dark chocolate.
2: Yeah. Gives a like gives very, a very, very bitter dark yeah, chocolate. Yeah, it gives a
0: bitterness at the
1: finish. And it tastes like bitter chocolate. And you and I are going to sit here and taste this beer and
2: finish it. Okay, I got to think about Russian Imperial Stouts or, oh, you know what it could be too? 1050. 1050. 1050. <clears> But I haven't had a ten fifty for a while, so I don't want to jump on that. Wow, it's good. I I mean, he's picked so far.
1: F- all four beers have been really tasty. This def- and this I'm is, like ninety five percent sure on this. this okay. having barrel, yeah, this is definitely barrel. I think something. I think so, but it's
0: not heavy. It's got uh, just the right amount. I mean, I swear I smell just a, a hint of bourbon
1: barrel in there. Watch it be a barrel-aged Old Rasputin. <laughs> I don't think so. Eric, why would you say that? Do you you know the answer? Mm. He's trying to play it off. Oh, you know what? I, I don't think it's Old Rasputin at all. That's his kind. subtle way of going, no, it's not.
0: Yeah. I knew that Jeff was gonna was going to uh Okay, so let me think of other
2: stouts. Might have a little barrel into it. It's so subtle of barrel, it's what it's lots of good
0: roasting. What found it, what founders uh beers have? Uh is there a stout for founders?
1: Uh, What is their stout? Uh, Oh, KB. Screw you, Eric. He said, I have this number four can in my glass right now. (laughs) Uh, KBS would Uh, be Founders, but that's Kentucky breakfast stout. Doesn't
2: that normally have coffee in it?
0: I don't smell any coffee in this. I think you're right. Kentucky breakfast stout would have coffee in it.
1: Yeah, because founders their breakfast stout—that's their big one that they have—and that's very, very coffee.
0: But yeah, that's the breakfast. But KBS is what's the KBS? That's 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 the breakfast like stout. The breakfast stout. Oh. Yeah, so that's
1: the breakfast stout aged in barrels. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, this
2: is uh. Man, I'm having trouble. Uh, any other guesses? It's not a milk stout,
0: so we can... No, it's definitely not a milk stout. Definitely has... Uh,
1: it has what that... about Narwhal?
0: <laughs> it's does not coming, in, kids.
1: <laughs> oh, Narwhal. Sierra Nevada's Narwhal. Oh, I love that beer. Oh, it could be... Maybe it is narwhal. It's been a, I haven't had that since last year. KBS does not come in cans. Move on. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, yeah. Jeff.
0: <laughs> okay, nar- right. it, it comes. In- narwhal could be could be narwhal. I'm trying to remember flavor profile. He gave of that. us he
1: gave us one on that one. He's Jeff. KBS does not come in cans. Move on. So those are the two that I'm stuck on. Then. It's either okay. Three that I'm stuck on: narwhal, tenfitty,
0: yeah, ten fitty. Yeah, ten fitty is still on my. I haven't had ten but I I felt that ten was was heavier than this. Not that this is light, but I, I was thinking it was heavier. Ah, uh, is there any hint on the can?
1: No, the number. There's only numbers on there. <laughs> <laughs> I already looked. Uh okay. and I, I guess this is a uh, a canned date. A canned date of uh August twenty sixth of twenty one. Oh, it's even aged. It's slightly, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> you even gave us
2: an <laughs> aged
0: one. Oh my oh my goodness. This is special.
2: It is twenty one. Oh damn. Wow, Jeff. I think okay. Should, I feel like should we guess? Um, I feel like I'm going to get. Does Narwhal come in cans? Yeah,
0: yeah. I had I had Narwhal in cans last year.
1: Wait, so Eric, are you your cans are wrapped up too? Then, because he said I've never had I've never had Narwhal. This is a damn good beer, if it is. Oh, um, well, oh, I didn't realize Eric's was I didn't blind either. tasted too.
0: <laughs> wow. Jeff, you are quite the character. Sending sending us and others blind tasting. <laughs> that that's pretty awesome. So Eric, how many did you guess correctly? Did you, did you, did you guess the same times that we were drinking them? And then, uh, did you get, how many did you get right? This is, I didn't realize that we would, you know what? We should have had, if we were we smart, should've. we would have
1: had Eric on with us while we did these I mean, tastings. We could have all done them together. I mean, we can give him the number real quick. And Eric, if you want to hop on, I'll give you the, the zoom number and you can jump on. Yeah. Respond quickly if you're going to, and I'll message it to you.
2: Yeah, I'm stuck between 1050. I'm stuck on Narwhal. And you're stuck on Narwhal? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Gosh, I I do enjoy 1050, and I don't realize how much I enjoy it until I have one after a while. And Narwhal I've always enjoyed, but I just can't remember the – I'm trying to remember the profile and I'm not going to cheat and look up my untapped descriptions because that's not right. I'm so I'm just, I'm going blind. I'm going to say 1050, and you're going to say Narwhal. Yep. And Eric, are you going to join us? (laughs) Do you have any comment before we, uh, we unwrap this thing and what is your presence?
1: Cause that, that was the thing too, is that it, Jeff sent these to us and they're all beers that are readily available. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to jump on a different time laying down with the kiddo for bedtime <laughs> with uh, a beer. <laughs> I hope really that, that's, that's awesome.
0: That's what I yeah. Yeah. This is why better. this is why we love you guys. I'm laying in bed watching
1: this podcast while my kid falls asleep.
0: <laughs> See, our voices lull kids to sleep. Isn't that awesome?
1: Yeah. No, yes.
0: Well, I, well, we've been known to lull dogs to calmness during fireworks during 4th of yeah, July. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. So why wouldn't right. we have the same effect on kids? Okay, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to say 1050.
1: You're saying 1050. Yep. I'm saying Sierra Nevada's Norwall.
2: <laughs>
0: no, oh, you're right. It is Norwall. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to count that as a win because we both thought of it. And, again, I love this. I do love this beer. It's a great selection. Imperial Stout. Deep in our barrel room, out of light's reach, our legendary Narwhal Imperial Stout rests in bourbon barrels for nearly a year. After aging, it emerges emerges new, uh, rich with notes of oak, vanilla, coconut, layered into the stout, malt flavors of dark chocolate and espresso enjoy this yeah this is a great beer thanks jeff we're gonna call this as a, a win
1: yes because we, we had to split it because we wanted
0: to make sure we had a 50 50 chance of getting it right and uh narwhal, narwhal never
1: disappoints and, i am uh, uh, again thoroughly impressed with us though denny that was uh, that out of four beers, we guessed two of them <laughs> yeah. completely blind. Yeah,
0: yeah. Good job, Chris. Completely you blind. nailed it. You nailed it. No, Narwhal is a great beer. And 1050 is a good beer, too. But I I think I was, I'm thinking 1050 is not barrel age. And we definitely could feel the barrel. I mean, again, the beer, we could smell, oh, there's a little bit of vanilla in there, a little bit of barrel, you can taste a little bit of the barrel, but not. It's, it's, it's blended so well that it's not overbearing. And that's what I love about you know, barrel-aged beers that are done right is it's not overwhelming. You taste all the greatness of the beer and just have those other flavors just mix in there to give you just the over, you know, just, just make it even better than it was. And that's what's great about this beer. So, listener, go out there and get narwhal barrel aged narwhal imperial stout from sierra nevada you won't be disappointed we pulled out as the description said we pulled out the dark chocolate we pulled out the barrel aged the vanilla um
1: didn't touch too much on the coconut the, but the, still
0: yeah the coconut but again it, i think coconut and vanilla blends together they do quite a bit they do um and the dark chocolate definitely was there the coffee uh i, 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 I think, can't what did it really say espresso espresso i i think that's just from the dark roast but th- that's normal imperial stout roast character um but yeah this is definitely a great great beer we're some talented sons of bitches that's yeah. all i'm gonna
1: say yeah <laughs> there you go
0: all right well you know jeff seiler is a patreon supporter and this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied patrons and supporters like Mike Allen, Bill Schlemmer, Amanda, and Kevin Argauer, Mark Reedy, Mike Blanchett, Tara Carlson, Jim Kutzel, and Alex Fuchs, who are our virtual producers, and Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, uh, Chalamasa, Mark Church, and Eric Gronley, who want to buy us a virtual beer. If you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your hosts or buying us a virtual beer or even becoming a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting Patreon.com/slash/taptocraft.
1: And Jeff said, "I knew you guys would do it." Awesome job! Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it was a rough one, but we did it. Uh, if you'd like to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at taptocraft@gmail.com at or on Twitter and Instagram at taptocraft. And feel free to follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash/taptocraft. We do have a website at taptocraft.com. So go visit that. Uh, and we have a Discord server. If you're tired of social media where all these trolls are out there trolling you and making your life miserable when you want to just enjoy chatting about craft beer, then we have the place for you to go. Go to our Discord server. You can find a link at the top of our, uh, our website page or uh, find our link at link. Linktr.ee <laughs> <laughs> at TapToCrafts. It's Linktree, but the uh, the e the the, the ee is dot .ee. Uh, we have all of our links, and just go and click and, and join our Discord server. It's a private server for Tap Craft community, and you can just go and post whatever you want about beer, ask us questions, interact with our other listeners. It's just a private community for us to enjoy each other's company. Okay, Chris. Let's continue this conversation because now it is time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to untapped.
1: So remember, guys, if you want us to read your check-ins on the show, we uh, will read all the check-ins if you follow me on untapped at MCK1345. Excuse me. (laughs) Uh, And we usually read the check-ins that are 24 hours prior to our recording every other Monday at 8 30 Eastern time. So, um, if you're confused about that, because it was confusing <laughs> to me just saying it, send us a message on anything social. We'll respond to you if, yeah, we are recording or no, we're recording next week. So, let us know. There's a lot of drinking going on. I'm in Alex Fuchs' stuff right now.
0: Oh yeah. He probably, he just, he's, he's been traveling in Bulgaria, I think. Mm, Okay. And so, and they, the first day they showed up, he must've checked into 40 beers in one day from all their visits to different places. Crazy. I didn't know Bulgaria had that many, I say
1: Bulgaria, but maybe I'm, I don't know. We'll we'll click on one yeah, of them yeah. here in just a little bit. Um, but we'll start off. Let's see. We'll start off with Craig Andrew right here in the Tampa Bay area. Okay. He's drinking a Weird Science Volume 3 by Weird Gulfport Science. Brewery. Yeah, actually, Volume <laughs> 2, great label art. Um, I tried to snag one, but I missed out. Um, he's checking in, uh, at the Dunedin house of beer. He said, not too shabby, a little orangey for me Four cap rating for that one. Um, Alex, I, I'm going to, mm, you're drinking a lot. Yeah, um, so yeah. we're going to have to scroll through a couple of these, like the, uh, the buddies mango and passion Fruit sour by Brower Nepomuston <laughs> at Nosferatu. Oh yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah. That's Yeah. Which um, i I can't even read. I can't even read the address on that one. Yeah, it's it looks. Yep. Um, so let's see. He's got a ton of check-ins uh, all over. Lots of beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll drink good. to that. Yeah. Well, while I'm scrolling, I'm going to have some more of this uh, yeah, cause narwhal. I, yeah, because this
0: is uh, by the way narwhal. ABV.
1: Yeah, that's why
0: mine's (laughs) not completely gone yet. Well, I didn't pre-funk like you. I Mm -hmm. waited till
1: we got on the show, just in case there was a big beer. And thank goodness I I did. I was waiting for my pizza. What am I supposed to do? Okay. We're getting, okay. We're getting into Tampa Bay uh, beer week. Okay. Stuff. So Alex, cheers to you for checking (laughs) into so many beers. Um, it looks like you're having a phenomenal time wherever it is that you are checking into these beers. Um, Stephen Brown here in the Tampa Bay area, he's checking into all things cycle brewing at, uh, at the location over in St. Petersburg. Again, it's, Tampa Bay Beer Week. So he's checking into Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, I, there's Saturday this year. So that's their, uh, the series that they usually release this time every year. Uh, barrel-aged beers, all kinds of different variants of, of these beers. that Y'all remember back in the day when we used to go stand in line for beer? Mm-hmm. But we don't do that anymore. I wonder what that's uh, what that's turned into. What's the uh, Osner Is the mm. uh, the app that we buy all of our stuff on? Um, so checking into a, a lot of good things, like the Imperial German Chocolate Cupcake Stout with Orange by Angry Chair Brewing Company from uh, from at Angry Chair Brewing Company. Four and a half caps on that one from Stephen Brown. Um, scrolling on up the list, Bill Schlemmer is drinking a Last Snow by Funky Buddha. Oh. Sitting outside in the 83 degrees at Funky Buddha, drinking a Last Snow seems ironic. Oh. They are expecting snow <laughs> back at the cottage in Wisconsin. <laughs> Great coffee and coconut notes in this porter. Great beer. Four and three-quarter caps rating. I, I do like that beer. I did enjoy that. Is it still as good? It, but you said it It kind
2: of
0: wasn't as good. It lost its... Uh enjoyment
1: over the years right did you get last snow or used no, to, you are you get, talking about hawaiian lion do i bring oh, both
0: oh no I, i've had last snow as well
1: okay um i think you so brought both I'll, i haven't had last snow in probably four-ish years um and it was just i had started drinking funky buddha beers and right around the time that they got bought out I yeah. think it was by constellation brand yeah all their beer just started to taste like crap. So I just kind of swore yeah. them off. Um,
0: yeah. I think you brought both when we had them in, in Vegas and, and we both agree. Well, I agreed that the Hawaiian Lion was, was my preferred one of the two, but uh, we did have both.
1: So I haven't, yeah, I haven't had this one in a long time. So who knows? Maybe it's uh it's made a shift. Okay. And, and uh, Bill is hmm. in Florida. So is, is he by you? No, so he's if he's at Funky Buddha, unless I'm not 100% sure where this location is, it's in Oakland Park, mm-hmm. so just outside of, what, north of Miami. Oh. So he's oh. on the complete opposite coast, okay. about three hours, three and a half yeah, hours yeah. south. Okay. okay. but I you know you. who was in town recently, Mike Allen? Yeah, I saw Mike
0: was in Tampa and didn't even... Check in with you to
1: come in his defense. There's no defense, Mike. No, no. In his defense. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Let's stick with that. But in, in some sort of half assed defense for Mike, a couple of months ago, he did message me and go, Hey, I'm going to be in town so I can run this marathon. We should grab a beer. And I said, awesome. Let's do it. He and I totally both forgot about it. He showed up in the town and i see him checking in the stuff when i'm tapped at cigar city and i'm yeah. like i i need to go to cigar city i have beers i need to pick up there and you so missed I him. messaged him oh. and, well i messaged him and i said hey you want to go grab a beer and he goes uh i i leave i'm leaving soon I was like oh when are you leaving he goes tomorrow right after the race <laughs> I said, you bastard, how am I supposed to buy you a beer if you're going to leave tomorrow morning? And he goes, I know, I know. Oh, damn. All right. Maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe next. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I feel like I say this pretty regularly. If you are in town and you reach out to me, your first, probably second, maybe third beer is probably going to be on me. Uh, Yeah. I've
0: been known to pick up the tab for anyone that drinks with me. So you have a good chance of having free beer. Just saying.
1: <laughs> okay. Little, sorry to little, sidetrack take, you. <laughs> anyway, take goofy selfies and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, John W.C. is drinking a Kaleidoscope great beer by Urban Artifact at uh, the Hill, the Hilliard Bridge. Uh, he purchased this at Heinen's grocery store. I used to work there. Um, As described, big zesty orange, pineapple and guava, pretty bubbly carbonated and lightly tart and salty with a mild alcohol burn as it warms. Four? Yeah. Mm, Excuse me. Four cap rating for this one. Uh, Eric Gronley is drinking a Rejuvenator by Elm Creek Brewing Company at Elm Creek Brewing Company. Okay. He said, why not drink some liquid bread this evening? Uh. Those monks were on to something. Good <laughs> caramel malt flavor and rich. Four and a quarter caps for that one. Um, Another handful of check-ins from Stephen Brown. Uh, He's got more beers from Angry Chair, Prodigious, Full Circle. um, and A couple other ones in there. John W.C. again is drinking a Hidden Headwaters by Humble Forager. Uh, a decent caramel toffee and hard to place cornbread biscuit. Cornbread Some biscuit. Nice. I, I would eat a cornbread biscuit. Yeah. That's not much I won't eat, though. <laughs> um, three and three quarter caps for that one. Uh, he Let's see. On to the next one. David Martin is drinking a daily serving. Raspberry and Passion Fruit by Trillium Brewing Company. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drinking that at the Community Tap, which I'm not sure where that is, but no notes to go along with it, but a four and a half cap rating on that beer. Um, Let's see. Moving up the list. There it is. I knew we would have to find it eventually. Chad Chad LaMassa, there we go. Continuing his check-in streak with a making out with Stone Fruit Cobbler I'll give him credit. He goes after the beers with the fun names or the fun label art. So I, uh, I went to Gasparilla this evening to go pick up what well, other than pizza, they had a beer in the cooler that was called something to the effect of 2022 can go F itself. And they sold the last four pack, like half an hour before I got there. And I just wanted it because, well, it had profanity on it, <laughs> and I enjoy some profanity. <laughs>
0: wait what was um, wrong what was so wrong with 2022 i thought 2022 was definitely better than 2021 and 2020
1: i feel like they've all just been a rolling dumpster <laughs> fire uh 2023 not off to the best start either really but they've just been I, i'm having uh, a good 2023 I, listen i'm enjoying it,
0: it <laughs> I, all i can think of is uh as long as we're doing okay then it's gotta be it's gotta be good I mean 2020 I was a bad year. I got appendicitis at the beginning of it and I mm-hmm. got shingles at the end of it. It mm-hmm. sucked the whole and we were in covid quarantine the whole almost
1: the entire year. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the time that uh yeah. you know, our trip got ruined. Yeah, you it. didn't
0: come you couldn't come see you couldn't go to Vegas <sighs> or come see me. Mm-mm. Yeah. So t- so 2020 sucked. 2021 yeah. sucked because at the end of the year I got covid and then that ruined my Christmas. And we were still in a lot of quarantine and then
2: 2022 is better because I I wasn't sick. I didn't die. Yeah. And then 2023
0: always is
1: great because we're always s- celebrating those little wins. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get sick. I didn't die. Uh, but Chad, making out with Stone Fruit Cobbler. That's right up my alley. Uh, by Wet City Brewing. It's a great name of a brewery. Wet City. Um heavy <laughs> dose of peach and a bit of plum cinnamon on the finish three and three quarter caps for that beer John WC you're getting some uh tasty beers the zombie ice by three Floyd's brewing at the Winking Lizard Tavern zesty mildly syrup orange marmalade with a decent pine and slight alcohol burn that's the only description yeah, that, that's it's the ice, ice
0: version of the zombie
1: yeah Uh three and three quarter caps for that beer, Mr. Mark Church, drinking a frosted sugar cookie by Southern Tier Brewing Company. Oh. Sweet and a lot of vanilla. Good for one, but don't think I could drink two. <laughs> no uh, no notes on that one. There's no way I'd be able to drink one or two. Yeah, it sounds too sweet for me. I uh, can't believe I'm saying that now. Look what you've done to me, Denny. But I did, but I did drink all oh, of this great beer. Good for you. Uh, come on, wuss. I still got work to do. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Seiler drinking a gangster frog IPA by Hoppin' Frog Brewery. Glad to see they're making it down to uh, down to North Carolina. He said, Big yummy West Coast IPA. Hang on, let me take a drink of this real quick. I do enjoy Hoppin' Frog, yeah, me too. Citrusy and hoppy love me some Hoppin' Frog and Monty Python's. John Cleese from uh, the Ministry of Silly Walks. Classic comedy. I, Cheers. I do. I do enjoy John Cleese as well. Yeah. John Cleese is great. Anything Monty Python is usually good in my book, too. Um, but four cap rating on that one. And you and I were both tagged in that one. Hopefully you read it as well. I did. And, and, Chad, and I had LaMassa also told him awesome clock. And too. I chose <laughs> Which it is. It's a great clock. Jeff's got some of the coolest stuff ever. Is Christmas ornaments, you know, Hans Gruber's falling, that's a Christmas so, ornament that he has. So, like,
0: um, like when we went to, to I, I think I mentioned in the last episode, we went to my daughter for President's Day and we drove there and back. Mm-hmm. It's three hours each way. And uh, we caught up on the podcast. So I don't, you know, I listen to the podcast when my wife Sarah's in the car and she, that's the only time I can get her to listen to podcasts is when we're traveling or whatever. And so we got through a, a few and And, uh, she had some good laughs over the, the, the (laughs) comments that we had with the Christmas tree, you know, getting rid of the Christmas tree and, uh, and, and what is it, you know, how do you set up a Christmas tree for a titmouse and whatever he said? Uh, yeah. And then yeah, when he the response and she was just cracked up laughing. Of course, that's
1: the way you do it. You just throw it in the woods. Like a that, tree. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like that scene from uh, Happy Gilmore when he's about to throw his club in the woods and he goes, I'm just trying to send it back to its original home. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's how you do it. Well, um, Oh, I have to read this check-in from Jeff Seiler. It's the Mighty Mighty Hop Tones oh, by yes. Vitamin C Brewing. Big Bad West Coast Double IPA takes me back to the hops arms race <laughs> <laughs> of the good old days. <laughs> That's the impression that I get. Yeah, well, it's an appropriate uh, line you have there for a beer called the Mighty Mighty Hop Tones, which Love was it. a collab from Microphone Brewing. Oh, Microphone, you gave yeah. this one. Four and a quarter caps. And I love the sign that he has, excuse me, next to his beer. Dogs welcome, people tolerated. Yes. (laughs) I feel like I need that in our facility. Um, Chad also said, I'm a sucker for music-themed beer. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Chad is also checking into a French Toast Joe by Heist Brewery. Nice dark roast coffee, lots of cinnamon, and a touch too maple syrup. Oh, a touch too much maple syrup, which makes it a little sweeter than I'd like. Also, a little bit boozy. All in all, though, I'm enjoying it. Four and a quarter caps for that one. Um, ooh, I would be interested in seeing what this tastes like. John W C is drinking a two thousand seven. Oh wow, Damn. Bigfoot from Sierra Nevada. Ah, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm uh yeah, I don't have any. I only have a Bigfoot aged for 1 year so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just can't hold on to it. I'm well, I buy those. a six
0: pack and I think, okay, now again, Bigfoot's not my favorite barley wine. I don't like drinking it fresh. I know mm-hmm. I'm a heathen. I like it better when it mellows out a little bit. So I like to let it age. But you know what? I'm a freaking sucker because If the beer is in my fridge, I'll say, oh, it's aged a couple months. Let me see how it is now. Before you know it, the whole damn (laughs) six-pack is gone before I even get to the age of a year. Because I'm a sucker thinking that maybe it's already changed. Guess what? Bigfoot does not change Mm. in a year, let alone in, in a few months. So, okay. Yeah. I'm a bad, bad boy.
1: You're a bad ager? Yeah. Yeah. But he said it's still pretty boozy slash syrupy and a big figgy raisin and resinous oh. piney.
0: So that actually sounds good because that brings out more of those barley wine flavors that get masked over, in my opinion, by mm-hmm. all that big freaking hop character it has in it. I mean, I know it's an American IP or barley wine, but it's a little much
1: for me. He said this was an awesome find and great to see. Yeah, especially a beer that's what, fifteen years old. Fifteen years old, yeah, fourteen years old, yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: fifteen, fourteen. That's a that's a long time for that beer to be yeah. aged. <laughs> I mean, even being drinkable is good at that point.
1: So, yeah, well, I'd good be curious on you. About that. Good on you. Um, skinny Matt Knight is Ooh. drinking a vanilla porter by Rohrbach Brewing Company. Uh, he said it was a Rochester classic, four and a quarter caps for that rating, drinking it out of a uh, Howard Hanna real estate services glass. Yeah, shout out to Kevin Argauer from Rochester. <laughs> you had that one yet, Kevin? Mm.
0: They're watching us Kevin, on the big screen he- right now.
1: Kevin Argauer is not from Rochester, is he? Yeah, he is. Don't diss me, man. I know my peeps.
0: Kevin, right. chime in. Amanda, chime in. Let me know. Let them know I'm right. Hmm. Or wrong.
1: <laughs> well, here's either either way. <laughs> Even if you're right or you're wrong, if they say something, it's more engagement with the That's uh, right. with, with the live feed. That's right. um, if you guys also would be so kind as to share this on your feed, we would very much appreciate it. Um, so let's see what happens when we refresh this. If anybody oh, else had anything we're else. We're at the end. Guess what time it is. Come on. Is there any more?
0: Look at this special beer we're holding.
1: Eric Gronley is drinking a barrel-aged (laughs) normal by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Sorry if we ruined it for you. (laughs) He said a bucket list beer. So many good things going on. Rich chocolate, bourbon flavor never coming. Thanks, Jeff S. Four and a half cap rating for that one. And that is what everybody is drinking. Is there a... I wonder if there's an
0: a year on this can if i could check it in for 2023 well, see. you should be able to check it in for 2021 <laughs> If it's a, yeah but i don't know if it's i don't see a name a, a year on here so i do it's on the bottom of the can yeah but i don't want to get in trouble and have another 400 beers uh you know marked off of my uh unique list
1: yeah well you, you know you how i to... roll Okay. I need to go get a napkin, though. Okay. You, you spilt? I, I spilt.
0: Okay. Well, I'm while you get a beer. napkin, let me go ahead and introduce our next beer tasting provided by our listener in Minnesota. Minnesota, 11.9% beer talking, Eric Granley. He provided us with this beer, Shells Snowstorm Mahogany Lager. And I found it very interesting to um, do a little research on here because I've never heard of shells. But you know what? These guys have been around for a long, long time. They made it through Prohibition, and there's, you know, and then kept brewing beer after Prohibition ended. And then, er, you know, early into the craft beer scene, dove into craft beer in the Minnesota, you know, Minnesota area and was one of the first craft breweries in minnesota which is fantastic how have i never heard of shells well guess what i've heard of them now and i'm going to try one of their beers provided by eric groundley
1: yes second oldest family-owned brewery in america now hang on for me one second okay good job way to go wow why don't you just chug that thing i did
0: (laughs) Like a champion. <laughs> okay, so this is Shell's Snowstorm Mahogany Lager. At, and this is the brewery out of New Ulm, Minnesota. 6.7% lager. Holy smokes. So why the hell not? Yeah. That's a big... I don't have to go to work that's a, tomorrow. That's a big yes, lager. I uh, 25 IBUs. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, three uh, three 3.75 caps on untapped with over 731 ratings. Now... This is um, an offshoot of their regular uh, Snowstorm lager. I mean, I, I looked on there. They had a few different versions of of this of this beer. But this is the mahogany lager version, which has only been released, I think, recently. That's why there's not that many. Uh, but, oh, look at you. You cleaned your glass. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and pour this beer. I'm going to go ahead and crack this open. Oh, yeah. That sounded good, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm going to pour it into my lager glass B cup, my lager B cup. Oh, shit. And look at you foaming up, man, you unprofessional pour. It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm trying not to foam mine up, but it wants to foam. Beautiful looking beer. Really That's some dense deep, head, too. Deep amber Copper, almost copperish color.
1: <clears throat> Eric said, Fun fact snowstorm is a different beer style every year. Oh, just, just like Minnesota snowstorms. Oh, thank you for that fact, Eric.
0: Okay, so this beer opaque, you cannot see through it,
1: but uh, I beg to differ with you. This is translucent
0: i can't see anything you got the opaque same beard means
1: no uh, opaque means zero light goes through it translucent is some light goes through it but you just can't see through it and transparent okay. is totally clear okay maybe their third grade science stuck okay. with me my friend all I all right promise. well
0: i will say you're right it's not completely opaque it is semi-translucent <laughs> 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 or semi opaque whatever you want to call it but uh but it is a nice mahogany color nice mahogany color and it has it is a very pretty color uh, uh one look at that one finger head one finger head mm-hmm. two fingers for chris two
1: fingers because i like it hard uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what she said. I tried said. not to laugh, so hard <laughs> oh, uh. it just came out. <laughs> anyway.
0: But uh, uh, it has a, uh, uh, I, it's it's over off white. It's more like a,
2: a light beige head, coarse and fine bubbles. Looks creamy. Wow, the aroma is very surprising.
0: There is hints of fruit in this head, which surprises me because this is a lager. I should get like a lot of bready dough, doughy notes, cracker notes, some kind of bread crust notes.
2: And although I do have some of the hints in there, I'm getting a, gosh, almost like a, wow, what's the aroma I'm getting off of that? I don't know. There's still too much head in my glass. Wow, it smells really good, but I'm getting... Smoke? No, no, no smoke. It's like a fruit. It's it's kind of fruity, but I can't pinpoint the fruity character. God, it smells good, though. I don't know what. I got it in <laughs> my... Called the Belgian dip.
0: Actually, you know, you know what? You you just said Be- it smells Belgiany.
1: It's got like almost a Belgian double character smell. I was to trying it. to make it make an Austin Powers reference, and I nailed it right on the no, head. No, no, no but that. it does.
2: It kind of reminds me of a of a Belgian double. It smells good. Okay, Are you ready to take a sip of this? Let's let's yeah. take a sip. Okay, more. Wow, this is really That's phenomenal. Good. This is this is full of flavor. I'm getting in the back of my cheeks. I'm getting a. Uh, I'm getting a spicy note. Of. almost like rye, but it's not rye. It's like, a wow. It's like, uh, a... mm. mm. wow, this is super flavorful and really good. And I can't,
0: it's so, it's got a complex flavor. It's not a one trick
1: pony <laughs> lager for sure. I love the uh, description that they have on Untapped for it, though it says this year's snowstorm is a menagerie of specialty grains with notes of sweet bread and spice. It smells of rich mahogany and is best enjoyed surrounded by many leather-bound books.
0: And, and you know what? <laughs> Drinking this into in a in, in an old musty uh, how- ma- mansion <laughs> uh, library
1: is oh, about well, I right. Hold it appropriately, right? then just. I I am struggling to put profile characters but, in here. But they're they're earthy though. It's almost like the mahogany, it's got some woodiness to it too.
0: I will agree with woodiness. I think that is a good word. Woody woodiness. I can't I don't know what mahogany tastes like, so I can't really say if it tastes like mahogany. <laughs> I'm going to say it does you're right. Woody. It has a woody character. It has it has a spicy character, but it's not, but I'm, I'm having trouble pinpointing the flavor of that, of what it's, it's producing. There is a slight fruity sweetness. There's a slight, there's a slight sweetness on the nose. Reminds me of maybe prune but I can't say it's prunes because it's not, Mm-mm. it's not it's, super strong in that but it's got some kind of a subtle you know aftermath of after you eat some prunes you have that aftermath of sweetness
2: that can be that's kind of like the prune sweetness left in your in, in your mouth after eating prunes
1: it's almost like
2: it's almost like tobacco
0: or I might, I might, I might agree with the tobacco. Maybe there is some tobacco
2: character in here or something like that, right? Something that's been laid out to dry,
0: maybe dried leather. Maybe that's, maybe it is, they, they mentioned leather. Maybe it is like elk hide. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) elk hide. Yeah. Maybe something like that. (laughs) Something, something laid out to
1: dry. Um, no, but like le- talking about you should enjoy it around, you know, lots of leather bound books. Like it's, it's got, it does it. I, I still am getting some smokiness to it. Not, I don't get any smokiness, not like, not like smoke, uh, like smoked meat smokiness, but like fireplace, um, tobacco, leather books. If I was sitting in a, I don't even know how to explain it, but like just sitting in a, a cabin during a snowstorm um, with a roaring fire in a comfy chair surrounded by leather bound books this, that this would do it.
2: What's interesting too, there is a slight, um, it, Okay.
0: I'm not going to say bitterness, but it finishes more drier than I was.
2: I would think, which lends me to come up with like a a bitter finish versus a sweet finish, right?
0: Ooh, yeah. I'm having trouble uh, characterizing this beer, but it's great. I will say, and that's yeah. what's so great about it is that it is unlike anything else I've ever had. I cannot name a beer that I've had that was similar to this. How about you, Chris? Can you remember, can you, can you, can you call out a beer that tastes anything like this? And it's not even close. Yeah. This is so unique. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're, I, I'm speechless. I can't even, uh, I can't, I don't know. I, I love this beer and
1: it's just a mahogany lager. <laughs> I don't even know. This is a lager. As I'm sitting here Googling, what does mahogany taste like? Okay, what does it taste like? <laughs> maybe that's what we're um, first thing that First thing that popped up, um, the fruit contains... Uh, uh, so this... Apparently there's mahogany trees bear edible fruit. So I don't know. That's That seems weird.
2: Um, I mean, maybe we can say there's some... Um some date
0: sweetness in it, maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think of things I can relate to what I'm tasting and maybe dates dates might be, uh, you know, I, I I do eat a lot of dates. So that kind of uh, reminds me of some of the date, uh,
2: syrupy, although it's not syrupy beer, but like date syrup character.
1: Um, and it's not a sweet like it has some sweetness to it but it also has some i i'm still stuck on it's just kind of woodsy woodsy yeah i'll say maybe it is
0: like a woody a woody character i can't say nutty not nutty mm-hmm. i can't i mean i can't use other things Wo- woody i i can agree with woody i can agree with with date
1: date syrup soaked wood <laughs> That's that's the uh that's the line <laughs> of the day date, date syrup juice. okay date yeah okay okay date so let me so
0: cool. I'm I I can't explain it um but this beer is fantastic uh r- I mean right off the bat I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna rate this probably a four and a half cap rating um just because it's it's good I can drink more than one. It stumped me. I can't even think of the flavors. It's it's layered, rich, complex, and great. And I and I've never had a beer like it. That's what's fantastic about it. Um, and here's what it says on the side of the can: Every Midwesterner knows no two snowstorms are alike. So we change it up every year. That's what Eric said, because it showcases our ability to adapt to the times. Back in the olden days. It was no small feat to take our beer by wagon to the local establishments, especially in the dead of winter. We had to find inventive ways to make sure the beer arrived and our patrons didn't run the well dry. This meant long hauls and even leaving beer unattended at the bottom of the hills when it was too heavy for the horses to make it up in one trip. Wow. And and Eric has some comments of his own. He says, you're going to, you're going to get a great lager with shell. I would love to come on the show when you guys get to the S beers and talk about shell and Surly and maybe Minnesota craft beer history. This beer is dark and bready, light coffee flavor too. coffee flavor.
2: I don't get coffee in here. I don't think I get
1: coffee in here. Do you get coffee in this? I don't think I get coffee. Maybe a very light roasted coffee. Like a blonde
2: coffee.
1: Mm, maybe. If I really think about it. You mean if you really let your brain think, make you think you're tasting coffee? Yeah. <laughs> it might. There might be some coffee in there.
0: But it's great. And you know what, Eric? Uh, when we do our favorite S breweries we're going to have you on to talk about your favorite S breweries in Minnesota. And we'd love to hear about Shell. Okay, Chris. I'm burping up some beer. Let's end this great beer tasting. Uh, Thank you, Eric, for providing the beer, a beer that's left us speechless. We we can't describe it.
1: Really good beer. There's not, not many things in life that do that for us, but you know, there's a, There's opportunity in time when (laughs) things can make us speechless. It's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought this show was going to be short. I didn't say that at at the beginning, but you know what? We're going to make this an hour and a half at least. Uh, But now it's time for the Brew Buzz. Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various related topics. This week, we discuss how relevant are beer festivals and do we need them? And if so, how can we bring more value to the consumer? It's the consumer and uh, Chris. I I, <clears throat> I I put some points in here for you to jump in and, and and talk, but this is kind of me on a soapbox, beer
1: brew buzz. Oh Christ! Okay, no,
0: because this is a. I, I'm going to talk <laughs> about something that happened uh, on social media, and and since it happened to me, who's better to talk about it than the person that it happened to right? So, like many of the other topics that we discuss in the show, I was inspired by an article that I read last week. The article was called Successful Beer Fest and uh, Have to Be More Than About Beer. And it was written by uh, Jeff Allsworth, who's the uh, you know, the writer, famous book writer, uh, the, 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 uh, the Beer Bible, Versions 1 and 2, uh, as well as he does uh, a beer blog called Birvana beer, Blog. And he's also one of the hosts of the Birvana podcast. I listen to him every episode they have. I enjoy, uh, you know, their their content. And and I, I do go to his blog every so often and read the articles, but I don't, you know, peruse it looking for new stuff every day. But I thought it would be fun to relay how a Twitter response on this topic got completely misinterpreted. And generated some troll, some Twitter troll mm. hate. Whew, yes, yes. I got some I love, a good troll. I got some troll hate. And uh, so let me start off with how this whole thing got started. So, Jeff Allworth, he posted a tweet with a link to his article on his to on an article to his uh, Bruvana blog as follows. This is what he said on his tweet. Why are some fests dying or dead? while Fort George's Beer Festival of the Dark Arts was the hottest ticket around. A week after the event, I look at what makes a successful fest and how others might use it as a blueprint for success. So I went and read the article. I I enjoyed the article. I understand the points he was making. But I had some other insight on my opinion on maybe why people aren't necessarily attending beer fest as much as they were back in the past. So here is, and again, keep in mind that this response was made on Twitter and anyone that's not familiar with Twitter, Twitter is a social media platform that people can post stuff and people can comment on, but you're limited to a certain number of characters in your response. So being a, you know, a conscientious uh, Twitter responder, I made sure I made my response within the limits of a single response, which is a small amount of characters.
1: So like 240
0: characters, something something like that. And so I didn't just like write a bunch. I can't write a long dissertation on my response. So I made it concise. And here is what I wrote. When craft beer was not as available, Beer fests were great to experience the beer. It was worth the extra cost. Now Fest serve beer readily available, not special, and at a high price, and in an oversold space with people serving not from the brewery. People don't need them anymore, in my opinion, and that's exactly what I wrote, word for word, in the thing. I kept it within exactly the amount. I think I had zero characters left, um, and I wasn't able to. Exp- you know, I didn't want to expound more on it. I just kind of gave my opinion again, my opinion. Based off of why I think beer fests are not are starting to fail and and close up shop. Right again, that was written in his article about how there's several big brew, brew fests that in Oregon, especially that were very, uh, you know, I mean, besides Great American Beer Fest, the Oregon Brewers Beer Festival was like the biggest beer festival in the states. How it's considering not continuing closing down and not having any more fests. Well, that's a big loss, right? If, if the second biggest beer festival in the States gives up doing a beer fest, there's a problem, right? What's that problem? That's what I wrote about. So then kindly Jeff, you know, he liked my response. He didn't make any comments to it. He just put a like that he appreciated that I responded. And I thought that was that, that that's it. That's what I thought. Well, guess what? Um, It wasn't the end of that thought. Um, Hmm. I typically do not respond to from tweets with people that have a lot of followers, a big following, because I don't like dealing with these Twitter trolls. I I don't like trolling. I don't troll people on Twitter. I don't like being trolled. I'm not going to respond to a troll. I'm just going to let it go, and I'll use my own platform to talk about what the real content is. And that's what we're doing tonight. So, Chris... why don't you go ahead and uh, and read uh, about you know what the troll has to say?
1: Yeah, well, I don't like listening to uh, <laughs> troll tweets either. <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the troll responds with several tweets as follows. This is one of two. Now fests serves serve beer readily available. Then you're attending the wrong fests. Lots of generalizing going on in your comment. Did you try one or two and then decide this? <laughs> Foda. What's Foda? That's the uh, Festival of Dark Arts. Okay. Uh, Festival of Dark Arts does not sell beers that are readily available. Many are not even distributed around here. Yeah. So, I, So let me just make a comment.
0: <clears throat> I wasn't speaking to the Festival of Dark Arts or the festivals that are doing it right, right? That's what Jeff was saying is, hey, this festival is doing something different doing it right. And I wasn't responding to that. I was responding to the reason why people aren't attending other festivals. And and uh, so, yeah, that, that's what I... And, and he doesn't know me from anyone. He was just... You know, he just took offense to what I had to say and wanted to jump in. Yeah. But I've been to many, many different beer festivals for the last 20, 30 years. I've been to beer festivals. I've gone to good beer festivals. I enjoy good beer festivals. I'm just saying that, you know, my comments are based off of what my opinion on what has changed over the years, why people may not want to attend them. Okay. Continue on to number two.
1: I love a good, um, I love a good troll. I <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, especially when it's just people that are just kind of, you know, trying to basically stir the kettle yeah. kind of thing. Um, so number, the second one, uh, saying this, cate- I can, God, I can just hear him <laughs> in my head. Say, saying this categorically, any blanket statement like this made about, anything from beer fest to spelling bees is ridiculous it seeks to homogenize god who is this i want to find out who i want to know this person and i want to just go have fun with them not and and torment them i want to torment the troll it seeks to homogenize all human experience and i'm sorry if you feel that way but you do not speak for quote people you speak for you only Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then Jeff decides to respond. And dude, you were the king of blanket statements. (laughs) Pot and kettle. (laughs) So, I mean, even Jeff's is like, dude,
0: man, you, you're like, just made a bunch of blanket statements and, 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 and look, so, okay. So yeah, I just thought that, I thought that was funny.
1: (laughs) Well, Troll got hurt feelings and began defending and needed to lash out further. That's what I love about yeah. trolls. You can just <laughs> egg them on just a little bit more. Neither. I have no reason to retract the idea that any statement that purports to cover all of any subject is absurd. Jesus, can we use some more? Mm. I wasn't even part of this conversation. Yeah. I just want to smack this guy in the head with my keyboard. Um. Uh, Statement that purports to cover all of any subject is absurd. He said, quote, people don't need them anymore, end quote. Really? Hard to imagine why all those folks show up for FOTA and GABF than if we don't need them. The idea of writing something like that guy did is foreign to me. Yeah, so are friends, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) Saying that all fests serve beer readily available, not special, is idiotic and far more of a statement on his lack of experience with fests (laughs) than the fests themselves. (laughs) Defense of that comment is futile. futile. Uh, Yeah. It's futile. Yeah, Yeah. Now never
0: nothing in my words that I said all. I didn't say all, everything, all it is all encompassing. I did I just made yeah, whatever. Okay. So now Let me go ahead and now that I have the platform where I can properly explain what I meant in that small little Twitter comment. Uh, And, and, and this is, this is, this, I want to bring conversation with our listeners. I want to hear about your experiences, what you like, dislike, or whether or not I'm totally full of crap or if I have something to stand on. Again, this is my opinion. And and this is my opinion and why I have stepped back from my beer fest attendance in the last, well, besides COVID, but even before COVID, I stepped back from going to beer fest that I just felt I wasn't getting my money's worth. My value, the, the value I was gaining out of the cost was not equal or even beneficial. It was at a negative. And I don't like to do things at a negative. So here's my explanation. In the past, let's say back in 1995 to 2010, craft beer was not easy to get. You were lucky if you had a craft brewery or two in your town and extremely lucky if you could find their beer packaged for consumption outside the brewery. Getting beers from other breweries outside your area was also difficult. There was a need to bring these beers in keg form to one place for many people to try. Welcome to the Beer Festival. In the early days, people would pay a fixed fee to get into a festival, receive a tasting glass, and this tasting glass, keep in mind, was often a 10-ounce globe glass, not like a small little tasting. This was like a full glass globe, and we were allowed to taste beers. There were anywhere from 15 to 40 breweries represented serving at least one, if not two beers. The brewers or owners would be the ones serving the beers and take talking to the visitors, They were selling their beer and brand to try to get the word out there. The cost was around $30 to $40, but you were experiencing beers from breweries you otherwise would have to travel to to enjoy. The cost versus value was there, especially if you end up consuming 6 to 10 pints worth of beer over the course of the day. Again, you're not getting full 10-ounce pours. You're getting a smaller amount, but you're getting a full-size glass, filling it halfway and you're able to experience a lot of these beers, you would never have had a chance to experience in your local area. That was what was beneficial about going to Beer Fest early on. Now, let's move forward to around 2010. Beer Festivals started adding other activities along with beer and, uh, and started selling entry into the festival with a limited number of tasting tickets included. Now, I know this isn't, widespread around the entire nation. But in my area, in the Western States, this is what I was seeing. I was seeing that now they're bringing bands, they're bringing comedians, they're bringing art festival activities, they're bringing other things into this venue, selling you a price to get in. And with that price to get in, you're getting a certain number, you're getting a tasting glass and a certain number of tickets to go try beers. And you can buy extra tickets to go ahead and continue drinking beer if you want. And um, so this allowed people to come and enjoy the beer and activities. The tasting glasses shrink from that 10-ounce globe down to a 5-ounce-sized glass, and tickets cost around $2.50 each. That equates to about $7.50 per pint of beer. The cost did go up, but now the visitor had access to other activities, and we're still getting unique beer. So the value is still there, right? You're, you're, you're paying, you're getting the beer, but you're paying for this stuff and it's, 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 you know, it's fun. Now, after about, after 2011, the craft beer market started increasing exponentially. Craft beer boom happened, right? Now more and more breweries are opening up in towns. You can get a lot more beer and a lot different beer, uh, you know regional beers started coming in you started getting a lot more access to beer um more and more craft breweries were opening up and people were exposed to a lot of new beers the craft breweries started in the late 80s and 90s started distributing further and further out of their home region beer fests were still a fun event because there were so many new breweries and beers that we were always subjected to new new stuff right now it comes to the point where I begin to state my points from the tweet. So that was all when things were still good. We started to move into a huge growth in craft beer. Craft beer is more readily available to the consumer. Now, I make my comments where I start to see things start to degrade. Around 2016, beer festivals I attended began to swap the value versus cost. Now, the value was not balancing out the cost. Beer festivals I attended annually started reducing the reach to other breweries, or they would pour beers from the brewery that were available on draft or in package in the area, while the prices per tickets increased to about four fifty dollars to $5 per four to five ounce pour. That's huge. You're paying as much for quarter of the beer that you'd pay for a pint of the beer normally at a beer festival. Where's the value in that? If you're not getting things that are very unique and, and that's what I was meaning by, you know, by my, by my statements. Now that's 1350 to $15 per pint of beer for beers that we can grab at the supermarket. And I'm not even kidding. Yeah, These are beers that I could yeah. just go to the damn supermarket and pick a six pack up for the price for for half the price, would I pay for a four to five ounce taster? That that is the value that I'm talking about. Also, these venues would oversell the capacity, and you found yourself waiting 15 to 30 minutes to get a pour, and then you're crammed together like sardines while you try to enjoy the beer and visit with your friends, getting bumped, your beer drunk, and all that all the crap, right? Oh yeah, and now the beers are being served by festival volunteers. Go ahead and ask your server about a beer and don't be surprised if you hear that they either never, never tr- tried it or they don't like <laughs> the style of beer. What yeah. is worse than going and getting a beer, asking the person to serving you a beer and not getting any feedback about the beer and th- having to tell you, oh, I don't like the style, so I don't know anything about it. That's BS. And that is what I started experiencing around 2016 and on is that it took away that personal touch.
1: That brewer. Hey, that, real quick, yeah, Denny, yeah. Uh, and this is just the most random thing ever. Jeff Seiler, if you were still listening, I think you just got hacked on Facebook because I just got a random message from you on uh, <laughs> on Messenger. It says, I think you're in this video. Uh-oh. If you got anything from Jeff, don't click on okay. it. Okay. Jeff, change your password. Sorry, Jeff. Man, <laughs> what is up with these these people hacking Facebook? Sorry, I didn't mean to just completely derail you there, but... <laughs> No,
0: no. So, so that was my, you know, that, that is what kind of sours me on the modern beer festival. Am I saying this is every single beer festival out there? No, I'm not saying this is every single beer festival. I'm saying this as a generality that a lot of the beer festivals, even the ones that I attended annually every year, I stopped attending because I just felt it was just a money grab. You know, I, I, I didn't mm. like being treated like just another sucker coming in and paying your money and, and not getting the benefit that I thought that we should get. So did I make broad and overextended comments using the word people in quotes? Yes. I was speaking for myself, but also stating that if a, if beer festivals are failing and quitting, then the reasons I stated might be part of that cause. I wasn't saying nobody needs beer festivals. I was providing my experiences to suggest why, quote, people may not be into them as much as they were in the past. And that was the meat of what my comment was, was just providing my input on why people, people in general, might not be attending beer festivals as much as they were and why beer festivals are starting to fail and stop, and stop, you know, um, putting them on. So, uh, Chris, that I've gotten off my soapbox. Um, I wrote down a few things and of course add whatever you want, Chris, uh, to, to, okay. to, to this, but these are how I think, uh, you know, some th- some ways that we can make, uh, beer festivals more relevant again and get more consumers to want to go and participate
1: well before I do that and and Denny while you were on your soapbox sorry my ADD kicked mm-hmm. in and I was doing a couple other things but I just wanted to give a big shout out to uh, Brendan O'Leary and uh, Steve Moore over at True Respite Brewing uh, I was having a little chat with them <laughs> on potentially getting some merchandise Oh, okay <laughs> And I said to him, um, I told him we are currently live on Facebook. And I said to him, like, guys, it's 10 p.m. How is it that I'm... Aren't you guys closed? How is it that you're still chatting with me uh, on freaking Facebook Messenger? And they're like, oh, I'm... Yeah, it's a blessing and the curse of owning a business. And, uh, you know, I'm just currently one of the guys said, Hey, I'm currently cuddling on the couch with my, <laughs> with my dog watching Yellowstone. And the other guy was like, I'm cuddling with my dog reading an old Tom Clancy novel. Wow. So I just tagged them in our, uh, our show post here. Um, and I, I did just say, Hey, guys want to chat maybe in a future episode yeah. but hey um back to the conversation so cheers to those guys i i love their their can art that's that's one of the reasons and chad Lamasa is another one who uh reaches out or has posted a lot of their stuff on like untapped with their can art so how do you make some beer festivals relevant again well uh Collaborate with breweries outside of your area to bring great beer to the festival. Now, my the most recent. Well, what was the most recent festival you've been to, Denny? Uh, well, I haven't been to any festival. Been a couple of years. Yeah, not what?
0: since before COVID.
1: Okay, so the most recent one that I went to was uh, Badass Beer Fest with Tampa Bay Brewing Company. So that was back in November, and you guys don't know i'm in florida Mm -hmm. so we said f covet we just (laughs) don't care um so when it came down to it it, it, that's exactly what they did it wasn't just tampa bay breweries yeah there were plenty of tampa you know tampa breweries but we had breweries from out in orlando i know we had a couple from jacksonville but man we had there were breweries from there at, at that festival from north dakota yeah uh, I mean, you know, Drecker was there um, and they did exactly that collaborate with breweries outside the area to bring great beer to the festival. The second thing was insist the breweries have ownership in their booth by having their team pour the beers. Yeah. I 100% agree with that because, well, I pretty much just did that as I'm chatting with the guys at True Respite, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Hey, if you can communicate with the owners or the brewers of that place, they're going to be so much more involved instead of having just uh, you got some you know some volunteers there doing it. That's that's cool, but it's funny because Denny, as I was signing on with you earlier, I was literally sending an email to somebody going, "Hey, you got any volunteer spots for this beer <laughs> festival you got coming <laughs> up?" Because um, you know we want to help out too. So it's you know it's our craft beer community. Um, the third thing, if the venue is small, offer two sessions, keep beers in the attendees' glasses. Yeah. Don't bring them something huge. Like we drank this freaking at almost 12%. Yeah. Put put that in a five-ounce tasting glass on the 20, 30, 40 spots that you can go pick, uh pick to have a sampler from. And everybody's just hammered and dumb <laughs> and you know stumbling all over the place it's gonna be fun if you do it mm-hmm. right but it kind of takes away from the the idea of well i want to try these beers i want to interact with these breweries i want to find out okay well why did you guys brew your beer this way why did you guys use this ingredient why mm. do you like you know to brew the way that you brew like i i like the that the people can do that so having the team there to mm. do it makes it that much better yeah. and, and i remember one not the a beer fest that i attended a couple of years ago um oh it was badass beer <laughs> fest again uh a couple of years ago and they had uh, a brewery called urban south which is based out of new orleans in louisiana and they had two people there from yeah, new orleans uh, not just volunteers oh, i remember
0: you mentioned them yeah
1: yeah. And it was just not only fun to get to know them and, you know, chat with them a little bit, but it was it was really cool just to have people that were in the area, you know, you go somewhere else to pour beer. You can pour beer anywhere. But if you pour beer somewhere that's different, it's a whole new interaction with a whole new client that, well, if you're able to distribute in that area, can be a new customer for you, which is is always good too. So, Yeah, um, that we completely derailed that part of the conversation. (laughs) But, you know, if the venue's small, offer some sessionable beers to, you know, keep people drinking the beers and, you know, not just getting everybody, you know, shit faced. Um, Creative festivals, all things like all dark beer or all fresh hop. Like I had always liked hearing you say the what was the beer fest, the fresh, fresh hop. hop, Yeah, the fresh hop. Yeah. And actually,
0: that was the last one I went to during COVID. Cause I remember I had to go back and get my, uh, vaccine card to come back to the, so we had to drive all the way back home and then come back to be able to, uh, get in because they required you to show your vaccine card to get in. So that was last, last one I went to. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's great to be able to, uh, to have the, I, I always love the name or you got, you and John always went to the, um, great, the great pumpkin the, the beer pumpkin festival. Yeah. Beer festival. Yeah. Right. Um, or the the all i p a all sour blind tasting seasonal beers bring back voting for best beer um and we just had that here with um uh, the uh Tampa Bay beer week they had the best Florida beer championship mm-hmm. yeah. uh the brewers so and these are just things that coming off the top of my head the brewer's ball is these are mm-hmm. all things that are here in Tampa that we we do a lot of here um and they are they are those uh the voting for best beers of the fest kind of like our little own version of gabf mm-hmm. um and then offer more inclusive festivals now denny what do you mean by more inclusive well, well, festivals? where you pay
0: one like the badass beer festival you pay one fee you get in and you don't need tickets you just go drink whatever you want The those okay. in our area have gone by right they've everything's by a ticket and these tickets are, like I said, $5 a piece for a four to five ounce pour, you know, maybe provide some of these festivals that you're, you're going to pay a little bit higher price, but you're going to be able to get in there and, and get these good beers uh, with, you know, without uh, having to worry about how many tickets you have left.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a tough part too, is whether you're like, well, I want to save my tickets. Yeah. So you can get the beers you want, or is it you just get whatever you want? I, I'll admit I've gone through and I've gone through those all-in, all-inclusive festivals and go okay, well just just film my, you know, put like a couple ounces yeah. in there because I don't want I want to try the beer, but I just don't want to. I don't want well, all this extra. And, beer and that's too. the
0: key is is if people just try it with a small amount instead of getting a half pour and then throwing it out. I don't like watching people dump their beer into the trash can because they want to go to the next thing. That's why I, I typically don't like the, mm-hmm. the one price get all because a lot of beer is wasted. I don't like wasting beer. Yeah. I, you know, if you pay, if you have a ticket and you're paying it most likely, even if you don't like it, you're going to drink it because you don't want to go buy another ticket. So, I mean, that's why right. those are, uh, you know, the beers last a little bit longer with, with those style. Um, I will say, um i mentioned the blind tasting festival there was a festival i went to every year they had it for 3 years i think before they stopped it at tin barrel which was the uh the it was called the beer wars and it was basically ipa beer wars and all the you know they'd have 30 or 40 beers and you didn't know what you're getting and you show up at the beer festival for the first 4 or 5 hours I can't remember how long it was. All the taps were numbered and you would just you'd take your tickets, you had to buy tickets and you would go and say, "You know what? I'm going to try tap number 3." And you'd mm. pour it and drink it and then you'd had you had these uh these tokens that you would then vote for which was your favorite IPA of of the tastings that you did. And it was fun. Now, yeah. Did I get some bad beers that I didn't like? Yeah. But you never know. It's it's a it's a total blind tasting. And you might get a bad a beer that you're like don't care for, but you might get a beer that you really enjoy and you vote for it at the and then about halfway or you know, several hours into it, they go ahead and they they tally up all the votes and then they release what beers are which, and then people can go and buy the beers they want if they don't know what the you know beer is. But I thought it was fantastic. I love that blind tasting event two dollars and fifty cents per pour not bad for trying a beer that uh that you may or may not have ever had before and then at the end, I would write down which beers I had on my list and then the next day I would look and find out which beers they were and how I rated them like you know so I could add them into untapped the next day <laughs> but uh but yeah those I mean those are fun types of festivals that bring interest into people coming and enjoying it right.
2: Yeah. All
0: right, I'll just finish this off Chris. This is my statement. I believe the Fort George okay. Beer Festival of Dark Arts and the Tampa Bay Brewing Company Badass Beer Fest are two examples of beer festivals doing fest differently and providing value to their visitor. We heard from Dave Doble. He wanted people to come to his beer festival to enjoy the beer. He brought beers in from around the country that were special. He forced the brewers to show up the day before, made him stay in the hotel, come to the parties and serve their beer at the festival because he wanted ownership in that festival. He says, I don't, you know, a- after the first festival we had where he had music and found out that people were just coming in and, and, watch, and, and watching the band, yeah. he said, you know what? No more bands. This is about the beer. Yep. And those are the Those That's the commitment that we need to have in these beer festivals. Put on a beer festival that showcases the beer, bring in styles, breweries, things that people can't get in that area, make it special again. I've said it before, the Payette Brewing, I'm going to call them out, the Payette Brewing Black Friday Beer Festival. I went to that festival from the first year they had it until about three years ago every year annually for six years until I got tired of them changing the festival from getting unique beers from around the nation that I couldn't get to being that now I've got 25 pay pay-up beers and a few handful of other beers around that are not special. And I stopped going. I don't want to pay $4 and 50 cents for a taster of a beer. Like I said, that I can get in town or at the brewery. That's not special to me. And that's, you know, that's, that's just one example. Also the Fresh Hop Beer Festival. I went to the very first one and I've gone to almost every one that they've had and I really enjoyed it as they went, but they've, you know, they made mistakes over the years when they made it where my wife couldn't get in as a designated driver as driver, and I had to pay <clears> for a <throat> full price ticket for her to get in $30 for my wife to come in with me and, and be with me. And then now I'm, I have to go ahead and suck that price up and drink the beers of her tickets. So now I'm drinking double the amount of beers that I really wanted to drink. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some people may say that's not a problem, but Hey, I don't go out to beer festivals to get wasted. I go out to enjoy the beer. You know, those are problematic issues that occur. Don't put a tax on, responsible drinking that's the wrong way of handling things they did change that after i complained two years in a row they did make it an open you come in for free and you just buy your tickets and and you can so now it's no longer a paid event to get into but uh you know but yeah i mean things things need to change a little bit make it a little bit special and and that's my that's my opinion that's that's where i was going with that uh, that tweet response that got uh, trolled by some uh and this guy wasn't even a young guy. This guy was, a, at least my age, if not older, he says he has 11 grandchildren, so he's not a young pup, right?
1: But he oh, just, is,
0: he, he likes to troll people.
2: <clears throat> I
1: don't know. Sounds like he just needs something better to do with his retirement. Yeah, yeah maybe. Okay. Maybe we,
0: should, maybe we should have him on the no, show. Well, I thought about, honestly,
1: <laughs> I almost reached out
0: to him and says, hey, let's talk about this on my podcast. But you know what? I don't want to even... I don't know that the guy just kind of put a sour feeling in me and I just don't want to deal with people like that. Right. Yeah. So I didn't want to, <clears throat> I didn't want to do that. Cause I thought my, my fear was we'd have him on and I'd have to like cut. I have to drop him. We have to cut, I'd have, have you like drop him out of the show and we have to, <clears throat> you know, have a problem. I didn't want to have a problem, but, uh, but Chris, let's, let's go ahead and end that, that topic and go into the new and noteworthy beer. Um, I, 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 followed suit with you last week i i went a week without drinking because of that head cold if yeah. i'm not feeling well the first thing i do is i stop drinking because i i want to make sure my body has 100 percent ability to fix whatever's wrong and plus i was all stuffed up so i couldn't really taste that well and i i didn't want to uh you know drink some good beers that i couldn't really enjoy so i went a week without drinking anything which is fine Weird. i survived um, and then I did have some beers, but nothing that I wanted to really talk about on the show. But you did have at least one noteworthy beer.
1: I had one. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh it was it's funny that we were talking about beer fests and just how everything is kind of sticking together and, and linking together. We were talking about badass beer fest and then talking about David Doble. and then and then all of a sudden, you know, when we were chatting with Dave, he leaked kind of a oh yeah hey this beer is coming but he really didn't say anything much about (laughs) it he showed the the photo and that was pretty much it um and the photo that he shared was now what was called their coral head american ipa from tampa bay brewing company and it's my new and my one and only new and noteworthy beer for for this this episode oh awesome jeff seiler said thanks chris password changed (laughs) 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 um so I had their, their coral head. It's the American IPA and the notes that they have on it. I gave this a four cap rating. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, and their notes that they put on it, hitting heavy with notes of stone fruit, passion fruit, and papaya with a big citrus twist, bordering the territory of tropical and straight dank. Oh, The finish is lingering mouth coating and sturdy enough to handle the hop load, allowing you to enjoy unfolding layers of tropical fruit. An ultra crisp tropical bomb backed by balanced bitterness and smooth mouthfeel. A perfect IPA for any Florida day. Nice. Yeah, I'd say it matched up to all of that and then some. <laughs> so, it was it was nice to uh just be able to I feel like over the last couple of IPAs that I've had from those guys, they went they leaned pretty heavily on the West Coast uh, notes on those, and they did it very well. Okay. So, four cap rating for that one, and that's my new and noteworthy. Okay, order, that's uh, the end of uh, that
0: segment. Nothing super crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Chris, we got one more beer to drink. You ready? I am. Okay. Okay. Yes, we are going to be drinking oh, a Wisconsin beer from New Galeras Brewing Company. This is care of Bill Slimmer, one of our fantastic listeners and our virtual producers. This is from New Glarus's Staghorn Oktoberfest out of New Glarus, Wisconsin. 6.25% ABV, 3.79 caps out of over 40,000
1: ratings on Untapped. Okay. I, I don't currently, not that I'm aware of. Let me open this uh, moving box. You don't have an opener? I don't think, I don't have an opener.
0: Well, you are unprepared, sir.
1: That's okay. I am prepared. I can be prepared. I'll go step out into the kitchen, and I'll go get one. So I'm
0: going to go ahead and pour this Oktoberfest into my B cup. You do that. (laughs)
1: I'll go get this (laughs) one.
0: While Chris goes and finds an opener, uh, the pains of moving. But you know what? Any seasoned beer drinker will have a bottle opener on their keychain, right? Come on. We always have a bottle opener in, in, uh, in easy reach. But let me read about this, uh, this beer. This is 100% natural, great Midwestern and European malts, the world's most expensive hops, fresh yeast from Germany, and clear Wisconsin water.
1: Close the door a little harder.
0: Make this Staghorn Oktoberfest Wisconsin's real red. You will find absolutely no additives, preservatives, or artificial agents of any kind in this beer. Staghorn is brewed using the time-honored methods and, to release the smooth flavor of their roasted malts. This October fest combines a smooth amber body with a clean crisp finish. Be sure to hold this one up to the light of any harvest moon and enjoy Wisconsin's real red.
1: Well, I don't know if we can give you guys the harvest moon, but like it's... Uh, Ooh, that's a beautiful shot.
0: Pretty cool. Yes, that's nice. You got some good... I mean, yours had the red. I don't have any red in my office here to
1: give the red. Well, I don't. So if what I did is I have my you know awesome colored rental (laughs) wall. Look at that! Look at that uh, nice Nice rental wall there. Yes. So we've got you know the light there, and we get a nice red color. That is
0: beautiful. It looks just like I just need a stag in front of it. It looks just like this. Yeah, it would look just like the label. (laughs) All right, Chris. So, um, in my glass, it's not red, but it's more amber. Um, it it is semi translucent. I can see light through it, but I can't necessarily see through it. Uh, I've got uh, a half finger head lingering
2: off white, um, but it's not sticking around as long
1: as the other heads. No, it's it's mine's still sticking around, but it's it, it's almost like a struggle head. Yeah, struggle head. The struggle is real. <laughs> um, it definitely this this compared
0: to the shells snowstorm mahogany Lager, This one you get lighter. You get a lot of bread crust, malt
1: character in the nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, really crusty, like a whole week. I really need to stop. I really need to stop filling my glasses so full because I I fill it up and then I'm trying to smell it and then I I wanna swirl, but yeah, I'm trying to be yeah. so gentle.
0: But no, this this one this one is traditional Oktoberfest aromas of of like for me, mm-hmm. bread like a bread crust. Smells good though. I like a good uh Oktoberfest. Okay.
2: So that's about the descriptions. Go ahead and take a sip there, Chris. Mm.
1: The monks had it right. Bread and glass.
2: So this beer is a bit
0: lighter than that mahogany red lager, as far as the mouthfeel, feels a little bit uh, not as uh, heavy, uh, uh, light, refreshing.
2: Um, has some bread dough character on the on the the front end. Finishes
0: uh, uh, pretty dry, actually. It's amazing how dry this is for an Oktoberfest. Mm. Um, I mean I do get some some sweetness, s- sense of sweetness, but it's not sweet. I wouldn't say this was a sweet
2: Oktoberfest. No, not at all. Easy drinking. Uh, a beer that I could easily drink a liter
0: of or 3. Uh, it is six point two five, six and a quarter ABV. So this is also oh, really uh, pretty big, right? It's over six percent. Um, tastes great. I have no complaints at all. One of the complaints that I typically have of a uh, Oktoberfest that, that if I had a complaint is I don't like, I don't like Oktoberfest that come across with a bitter finish. This does mm. not have a bitter finish. It just comes across dry, drier but without the bitterness. And that makes it very easy to drink, uh, very refreshing. Um, I mean, there is a little bit, I, I say refreshing, not in the sense of like a summer ale or something that's going to like zip you into uh, fun frolicking, but refreshing in, in a way that uh, it just makes you like, like it will quench your thirst if you have a, a, a deep thirst. It's very easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Um I like this beer a lot. I am uh, now again it has over 40,000 ratings. So I guess a 3.79 or 3.8 rating is good. I I'm going to say that this Oktoberfest as far as I'm concerned is a, a minimum of
2: 4 cap rating. Um I lo- I like this beer a lot. It's got a lot of of malt character up front. If I say anything Maybe the hops
0: are a little bit lacking. Um, it's mostly a malt forward flavor profile and malt finishing profile as well. Um, but I'll take some more sips and make sure I'm not missing any of the hop character. <laughs> make sure
2: I, if I have to change my mind. There might be a slight floral... Character in there in the hops but nothing that is
0: overwhelming the flavor profile it's still very malt centric um with maybe a, a slight floral hop character in there just to balance it out great oktoberfest really really enjoying this a minimum of four, maybe a four and a quarter. I'll I'll make my decision after I get done with the show <laughs> and I log these beers into Untapped, uh, hopefully if I remember to, but uh, great beer. Thank you, Jeff. I mean, Jeff, thank yeah, you, thank Bill. Thank you very much. <laughs> I got yeah. Jeff on the mind. Um, another New Glarus beer. This is probably my fourth New Glarus beer that I've had of all time, and it's a great one. Uh, so far, I have not... Had any issues with any New Glarus beer that I've had, and I, I think I don't think I've rated one less than four caps. That's saying a lot from a brewery that is the biggest in Wisconsin, and what like the fifth largest in the country, <laughs> something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was another thing. I remember when we looked at that one. I this is my uh, my my fifth. Is it? Yeah, beer. It, th- you know, no big deal. No, but, but they you know. they make some solid beers. I I mean, it's just
0: amazing that they they don't release these outside of the state. I mean, Mm-mm. these are good beers. I really I really enjoyed all of them I've had.
1: So that just really means that we're going to have to make a trip to Wisconsin uh, to to try out more new Glarus stuff. Yeah. Yeah, good beer. Thank you, Bill. I really appreciate that beer. Okay, Chris, because uh according to New Glarus's Untapped account, they have 107 beers. They have 107? I'll say that again. They have 107 beers. <laughs> so, what's funny is that they
0: they changed their website to whatever beers are like like seasonal. So, I went to try to find this beer on their website, they didn't have it on the website because they already rotated to the next seasonal section. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Oh, damn. I just realized that I didn't Lovely. prepare the, uh, Patreon toast tonight, but Chris, it is time to go ahead and raise our glass. And we still have some beer left. Uh, we, this show is going a little longer than I was hoping. Let's go ahead and close this out. Before we do that, let's raise a glass to someone you'd like to raise a glass to tonight. So who would that be?
1: I- I don't know how you do that. You Every time we've been going, oh, yeah, look, I've got a little bit of beer left, and <laughs> you're down here, I've still got a freaking half a beer left. Well,
0: you know what? The beer uh, goes down very, when it's good. As easy
1: as Denny yeah, does. When it, yeah, when, it, when the beer is good. <laughs> Denny it goes, goes down easy. easy as beer. Wait. All right. Well, I would love to raise a glass to, you know, one of my favorite adults in this world. This is going to be my dad's birthday when the sh- the day that this show releases. He's going to be celebrating his sixty fifth birthday. Wow. Oh, he's young, so, Dad!
0: Holy smokes, he's a young man. He
1: is yeah. a young fella. Yeah. Damn, he started. Out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dad, cheers to you! Happy birthday! Cheers, I Rodney, love you, and cheers to many cheers. more. Uh, Denny. This is this is unusual. This is very weird to me because I got my notes in today and Well,
0: I just I
1: You didn't well,
0: yeah. You know what? It's going out the Johan Halberg. Cheers to you, yes. Johan. I made a decision. I wasn't ready. <laughs> but uh you are getting toasted tonight with the Patreon toast. I I spent so much time writing up the beer brew buzz and I was hoping I was going to get home early tonight to finish up some, I didn't, if you notice, I didn't do the, the beer, the beer uh, terminology segment because I didn't have time to get it set up. Um, But oh well, but Hey, to you, Johan Halberg, thank you for your patronage uh, right into the show. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, let us know what beers you're brewing and and what new, cool gear you have and and uh, what your plans are to opening your own commercial brewery in Sweden. Love to hear. Mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And of course, being a former serviceman, I want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and you know, are currently serving in the U.S. military Services, protecting our freedoms. Thank you for your service and please return home safe to your families very soon. We don't have a sponsor. Chris is working on finding a new sponsor, but... You can find the beers and links to the articles mentioned in the show in the show notes located on the show post at tapsacraft.com And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram and untapped at loose screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you?
1: Um so I'm going to hop on Twitter and talk to your troll as uh Chris underscore McKenzie 82, <laughs> or you can find me on untapped and in Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five, but don't forget. You can always interact with us on everything. Social at tap the craft.
0: All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. We ask you to please, please tell a friend. And of course, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers.